Hi, this is Jacob here uh, for episode 30 of the Clown Chat Podcast, and uh, we're going to get started here. So what I want to talk about here on episode 30 of the Clown Chat Podcast is just about, um, you know, I'm tired of hearing the Honest Slander, man. I'm tired of hearing it. It's, it's dumb, it's stupid, and it needs to stop. And we're going to debunk a whole bunch of it in this podcast. Uh, and just talk about just his, you know, his greatness overall. He, you know, and, and just where things are headed in this finals and just the massive impact that he's having on it. Um, so we're going to get into to all that here on uh, episode 30, a big milestone here. Episode, episode, we are 30 episodes in. Um, so big stuff here on the Cloud Shop podcast and, and we're going to get into it. So. I have just been hearing a lot of things about Giannis that are just that that are just not not true, not accurate, just ill-informed and just dumb. And those things need to be debunked. Like I'm going to read off a whole bunch of stats about, you know, some of the things that, that this guy is doing in the finals. It's just ridiculous. And like I understand I understand if you doubted him at other times in his career, especially after the bubble last year and what happened against Miami. I can understand if you looked at Giannis a little sideways and was like, this guy's really got it. Does he really have it? But we now know because of the success that he's having now. We now know that that was just the process of a historically great transcendent player learning how to win in the playoffs and going through those trials and tribulations that a lot of the great teams of the past you know had to go through before they won the you know especially around you know the late 80s and the 90s you had the uh Detroit Pistons had to go through a lot you know until they won they had to go through some. They had to go through some heartbreaking losses until they finally won. The Bulls, the Michael Jordan Bulls, the greatest player of all time, and his team had to go through some trials and tribulations before they they figured out a way to win. And then they were, you know, they they, they destroyed the league for a few years. So it's clear now that that's what was going on. If if you couldn't see that at the time, you know, understood. A lot of people didn't. I, I get it. I get it. It was acceptable at that point. But now, now, it's not acceptable, man. It is not acceptable. Well, what he's doing in the finals, it is acceptable. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, you know, he's not a, Giannis is not a great player because he can't shoot. When this guy is in the finals putting up, 40 and 10 and carrying his team on his back. Like let's let's look at this, right? So game 1. Giannis that that was he Giannis was not great, but he showed a lot of flashes and it was really just about he that was his first game off the injury. So I don't really think you know expecting him to be anything special. Or, 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 you know, obviously he had some special moments in that game, but, you know, his 
you know, as dominant as he can be, you know, obviously he was not going to be 100% for that game, and you were not going to get 100% Giannis performance, well, you know. And, and then, you know, you had a situation where, where Chris Middleton did have a good game, but they didn't get enough else, and, and they lost. You know, I, I figured, even though I picked the Bucks to win the series, I figured, you know, Phoenix probably will, would, would, would win game one, and that's exactly what happened. So then you have game two, where this guy goes in, on an injured knee, not a hundred percent probably, and puts a forty and ten, and then just gets no help. I mean, that was just an epic carry job. I mean, his back was probably hurting worse than his knee after that game, man, because his co-stars Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday were terrible. I mean, they were horrible. So. That's what lost them that game. Giannis did. Giannis was the reason why they were in the game. No, the reason why they lost that game is not because Giannis can't shoot. No, it was because Giannis, as great as he is, needed a little bit more help. And then in game three, look what happened. I know they were home, but Giannis got that help. And Milwaukee won going away. Again, putting up 40 and 10. So, at the end of the day, the situation is this. Giannis is modern-day Shaquille O'Neal. That, that's what he is. And I think early on in his career, he was trying to be more of a perimeter player. I know he was playing the three at one point. He was trying to be a perimeter player. He was trying to be a, a star that way. And you can still see that creep into his game occasionally. Um, although I think the fact that he is willing to take shots, for the most part, is, is you know, we, can't, we have to be consistent. We can't criticize Ben Simmons for never shooting. And then at the same time, look at... Giannis and be like, oh, well, stop shooting. I mean, there's a happy medium. Like, maybe there's a few shots, you know, he sh Giannis shouldn't take. But I think the fact that he is willing to, you know, it, it makes defenses at least have to look at him at all levels of the court. So, like, at the end of the day, this guy is modern-day Shaq. He is an unbelievable defensive player. He is a very good playmaker for other other players. He is a dominant inside scorer. The one thing Giannis doesn't quite have is he's probably not going to be the guy you're that, that, that is going to be dominating for you maybe in the last five minutes of a game. You know, I don't know if at the end of a game, if you're going to be drawing up a play... You know, it's, it, it's certainly he's not the prototypical guy you would run a play through um, maybe at the end of a game. But, again, that is why Shaquille O'Neal, when Shaquille O'Neal won championships, he had Dwayne Wade or Kobe Bryant next to him. And they were able to fill that role. So that's what Giannis really needs is that. And he doesn't have that. He has... You know, Middleton and Holiday trying to combine, I guess, to be that. And, you know, they're doing, you know, 
they're good some games, they're not good other games, but that's really what Giannis needs in an ideal scenario. But, I mean, at the end of the day, respect to him for not, you know, trying to flee another team to find that. Because too many players these days look at it and are like, oh, I can't, I can't do it. You know, I don't think I'll do it here. So instead of, you know, rededicating themselves to trying to do it in their current situation, they're way too fast to look at it and be like, oh, well, if I go to this team, they'll help carry me, you know. It'll be easy for me, you know. Giannis didn't take the easy route. Giannis has taken the loyal, more difficult, more rewarding route. And he needs to be commended for that too. But at the end of the day, like, I'm sorry. I know the league is a little bit different now, but Shaquille O'Neal... You know, didn't really shoot, couldn't shoot, obviously. And he was a dominant player at his peak. At the end of the day, that's what Giannis is too. He's a dominant player, and he deserves that type of respect. This is, you know, you look at these games, and it is obvious to even the most, even the most, you know, casual person watching these games it is obvious who the best player on the court is it's obvious and that player is Giannis it's not anyone on the Suns it's certainly not Holiday and Middleton it is Giannis now where this series is interesting and why the Suns are up 2-1 to one, one reason why it's 2-1 to one right now is 2-3 Two and three, at the very least, are both on the Suns. And the Suns have a far better bench. I mean, it, the, the, the difference in, in benches is, I, I don't think it's necessarily close. Although the Sarge injury does hit on things a little for, for Phoenix, but um, I would take Cam Johnson and, and Cam Payne over anyone on, on the Bucks bench. And especially, like, if you go past those, you know, first couple of guys, I mean, it, it gets pretty grim for Milwaukee. Like, you've got, I mean, they're actually playing Jeff Teague. Like, Bryn Forbes is, is a streaky shooter. Like, Bobby Portis. Connaughton has been the one guy for them, I'll say that. But, I mean, when Cam Johnson threw down in Game 3, I was like, Damn, I didn't know. I didn't know this guy had those kind of hops. I didn't know he had that kind of dunking. I thought he was more, was more of a shooter. So credit to him. I mean, that guy's got that guy's good, and he comes off the Suns bench. So, um, but yeah, the Suns, the Suns, the Suns have a team. The Suns team is, you know, it, it, it is really damn good, and that's why they're here. But it's a player. Oh man, it's it. It's definitely Giannis. It's not a de- it's not a debate. Giannis is the best player in the series, and I'm gonna read off some stats right now. You know, just to just to show you all just how dominant this guy's been. And credit to to StatMuse on Twitter at 
S-T-A-T-M-U-S-E. That's where I'm getting my data from. I want to make sure I credit them. They do a good good job with you know, pointing out some of this stuff and, and really putting it into context. Um, you know, as far as far as I think they're not the best, you know, data website on the internet. That perfect segue, that is uh, per36.com. That's the best site on the internet. But just as a Twitter account, you know, they, they, you know, and, and stuff, they do a pretty damn good job too. So let's look at that. So, okay, so Giannis has more 40-point games in the finals than the following players. Kevin Durant, Again, you know, he's he's soft. That's not too surprising. He's soft, and he went to Golden State to get carried. So, you know, that that's what happened, I guess. Um, I know, I know. Every podcast, I have to take my shot to Kevin Durant because I just – that guy is just – oh, my God. I, I don't even get me started on him. Anyway, we'll move on. Steph Curry. He has more 40-point games in the finals than Steph Curry. He has more 40-point games in the finals than Kobe Bryant. Tim Duncan, Larry Bird, Carl Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain. Like, do you hear the names on that list? Giannis has more 40-point games in the finals after three finals games than any of those players. I mean, that is incredible legendary stuff. That is the stuff that puts you on the pantheon of basketball greats. And that's where Giannis is starting to to force his way into the conversation of that he belongs. So, another one. Giannis is on pace to be the first player in NBA history to average 25, 10, 5, 1, and 1 on 55% shooting in a single playoffs. He's putting up 29-13-5-1-1 on 56% field goal percentage. So there's that. Okay, let's keep going. All right, players with 40, 10, and 5 finals games since 2000. I'm assuming the, um, I believe the 5 is the assists. And in this case for Giannis, it doesn't mean it's the way for the rest of these players. But so again, players with 40, 10, and five, you know, finals games since 2000. Shaquille O'Neal twice. Again, who who I kind of compare Giannis as the modern version of. Earlier in the earlier in the episode, LeBron five times, not a surprise. Kevin Durant. So I guess he he had that. Uh, he probably had one game back in. You know, and, and then just got carried the rest of the time. Um, Jimmy Butler last year, and then Giannis. And then only two players in NBA history had forty points, forty plus points, ten plus rebounds in back-to-back finals games. Shaq and Giannis. Like, just Shaq and Giannis. That's it. That's the conversation. I mean, so that's what we're talking about here with this guy. That's what we're talking about here with Giannis. I'm moving 
Giannis up my best players in, in the NBA ranking. I think it's warranted now. That's how good this is. That's how good this is. I mean, honestly, it was a little bit it was a little bit different how I did, but seeing how he tried to carry that team in game two, it really reminded me of LeBron and what LeBron always used to do. Where LeBron at times would carry weak supporting casts to competitive finals appearances. Obviously, I'm not saying Giannis is LeBron right now. I think Giannis has a ways to go before he gets to that, that point. I'm not going to put him there. Not inconceivable after next year. We'll see how LeBron does. Not inconceivable that Giannis moves over LeBron on my current players list next year. But um, I'm going to give LeBron a chance to respond from this season before I do that. Um, and, and again, I'm not saying Giannis is prime LeBron. I'm not saying that at all. But... What I am saying is the way he was just carrying and propping up that team did kind of remind me of that a little bit. I mean, this guy was just, Giannis was just unguardable. And guess what? It didn't, didn't matter whether he could shoot or not. At the end of the day, 40 points is 40 points. At the end of the day... Whether this guy could shoot for shit or not, he scored 40 points in back-to-back finals games. And that's just something that, like, you know, he, he deserves that respect, you know. Just because, again, just because, you know, name the player. I mean, Trey Young, J.J. Redick, like, I don't know, whatever tier of shooter you want to name. Like, I'm sorry, just because those players can shoot does not mean they're better than this than this guy in Giannis. Like, at the end of the day, again, if you wanted to kind of throw away the regular season stuff, you know, after last year, I think that, you know, I could understand where you were coming from. You're like, well, this guy's got to do something in the playoff before, before we take all, all this seriously. Guess what? He's doing this. He is doing that thing. He is doing even better than what you anyone thought. We were going to get from, especially after the hyper-centered knee. After the knee, you know, we didn't expect him to play again. And he is out here doing this. So at the end of the day, you've got to, I think you've got to look at it now and say, it was real. It's real what this guy can do on the court. Whether it's regular season, playoffs, whatever. Like, this is real. He's figured it out, and it's real. He was a dominant regular season player. He was a dominant player in the regular season. He, he has been the last three years, every year. He's been dominant. It just took him a little bit of time to figure out how to win in the playoffs. 2019, he's advantaged with, you know, a pretty, you know, a pretty damn talented supporting cast. That's when they still had... Um, Malcolm Brogdon, they had a better bench than than they did this year. By the way, I don't know why that team let Brog ever let Brogdon out the door. That was definitely a mistake. If they uh, if they kept him, they wouldn't have ever probably had to. They wouldn't have had as bad a year last year for one, and then they probably wouldn't have had to give up all the assets for Holiday, and it just really became a whole thing for Milwaukee. So that that definitely didn't doesn't look good for them now. They would have been better off salary dumping Eric Bledsoe, but. Be that as it may. 
like at the end of the day. Like in that so in that playoffs. In that playoffs. Giannis, of course he was gonna beat Detroit. And then we had you had a Boston team who um their best player was in his uh you know, in his second year and it was going through some real growing pains in Tatum. Um, obviously after after the Eastern Conference Finals from the year before. Then you had um you know, the player who was not a player who was their 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 starting point guard, not their best player by any means, but their starting point guard who they gave, you know, the keys of the offense to in a terrible decision. And you know, a terrible decision to bring him there, but anyway. You know, he ended up just quitting on the team. So it just messed everything up for the for, for them. And then the Bucks were able to get, you know, an easy win there, just feasting on the, all the dysfunction that, 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 that this player caused. So, and then you have the conference finals where Giannis is doing fine. And then Kawhi Leonard, who had been there and done it before with the Spurs, um, just coming off that shot against the Sixers, which may have decided the NBA championship that year. I'm sorry, Philly fans, that 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 one's got to hurt. I I'm, I feel bad for you guys because that's the best chance at the finals you guys may get. That that's just you know I feel sorry about that. But looking at how Sim what happened with Simmons, that's just uh, what might what might be the case. Um, I don't know what to say. But anyway, so you have Toronto against Milwaukee in that conference finals. And, you know, after a couple of Milwaukee wins, Kawhi just figures it out. Guards Giannis, they wall up, and then Toronto wins four straight. So Giannis has to figure that out. Then, in the bubble, again, this is the weakest of the three teams I think Giannis has really played for, you know, played on. Obviously, another great... So... Obviously, you get to the bubble for the Bucks, And then you have the whole Heat situation. And then the Heat, you know, obviously Spolstra had just an unbelievable playoff run. And you have, you know, they, he knew exactly how to play Giannis. And he didn't have the supporting, Giannis didn't have the supporting cast to really you know, make, make them change their strategy. And then Jimmy had a great, and then just this whole thing, Giannis gets hurt. And then, you know, it turns out that, you know, Milwaukee could win. So then, you have this year, I mean, so after a couple of years of, of that, now you have this year where they break through Miami in the playoffs. And they changed their approach a little bit too, right? More about playoff success rather than just chasing, you know, as much regular season success as possible. So you have um, you know, you have their their first step, they they get through um Miami. Then you have the whole thing against Brooklyn where they are able to get past them in the game seven in the clutch spot. Then you have, you know, obviously Atlanta was kind of a a weird thing. Giannis gets hurt, but that Hawks team escaped from a weak bracket because the Sixers choked. And then you have this whole thing where the 
Bucks are still able to win without Giannis. So things kind of fell into place, and now he's here dominating in the finals. And just, he deserves respect, man. Like, at the end of the day, this is reminiscent of a lot of the stories we've seen throughout NBA history. A lot of for a lot of the great players, you know, the Pistons Isaiah Thomas just having to to learn how to win over time, and and his teams, and and MJ having to you know, MJ and Scotty having to learn how to beat the Pistons until they finally did, and um, it's pretty reminiscent, you know, even. Even Shaq and Kobe had their things. They did play together for a couple of years before they uh, they really figured out, you know, in 2000, they won their first title, and that's when they figured that out. And then you have, um, trying to think who else. I mean, even LeBron, you know. LeBron, you know, had to go through those battles with Boston, and again, LeBron did it, and it's not nearly as bad as Durant. He still did it, and, you know, what he did was still pretty, you know, was still on the weaker side. Like, he, you know, obviously he could have just taken the battles from Boston and learned, and then eventually gotten over the top as is, but he needed so much information on how to win he ended up having to go to Miami to learn from Dwayne Wade. And and even after that, it took him a couple of years because LeBron was just so far behind on just needing to learn how to win, I guess. He was just so far behind that that's just what happened. So, yeah, I mean, so that's really the story here for Giannis. It's like, this is a young player. He's 26. That has just now figured out how to win. And how how and what he needs to do to succeed. And that is, you know, trying to be modern day Shaq. And that's exactly what he's doing. And he's overpowering the Suns. Like, at the end of the day, the Suns may still win the finals. But it will not be because they have the best player. It will be because they have the better team. And they have the better team around their their star player. They have the second and third player, and then they have the better team beyond that. That'll be because they win. Giannis is the best player in the series. And I don't want to hear anything from now on that, oh, Giannis isn't good because he can't shoot. I never want to hear that again. Because... Based on what is happening in this series, that is literally being proven bullshit. It's literally being proven wrong. It is. The impact that he's having on these games is undeniable. He is imposing his will. He is turning it into his game. And, again, it does not matter whether, you know, whether he can shoot or not. Like, that's still what's happening. Whether it looks how you want it to look or not, that's what's happening. It might not be a form of domination you can understand as easily as other forms of domination, but he's dominating the game. And he deserves that respect. He I, he was my third best player behind Kawhi and LeBron in the NBA. 
on my list. Obviously, I don't include Nets players on, on my list just because of all the things they've done. I don't think they deserve um, to be glorified in that way. Um, I think it sends the wrong message um, about about the sport, and I just re- will refuse to glorify those players um, in, in that way. Um, so th- that's my top three, but Kawhi and Giannis are swapping, man. I love Kawhi. He's great. But what Giannis is doing in this series, his, even for me who has been a Giannis optimist, it's changed how I view him. He is truly on track to being one of the legendary players of the generation. He really is. And, you know, I can't wait to see what he does next. Um, And even, like, I was thinking, like, throughout this whole thing, like, so the Bucs, this is their chance. This is their chance. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to do it, you know, in, in another year. This is their shot. Everything fell their way. You know, I don't feel that way anymore. Because I see the levels that Giannis is getting to still in his mid-20s. And I see how clearly they could still upgrade their team just by signing a few other bench players who aren't trash. And it's kind of changing how I view Milwaukee going forward. I definitely am going to not discount them as a threat to win the win the East next year, for sure. Boston is gonna be better than everybody thinks. And they'll be a they'll be a real threat to win it to win the East. The Heat are probably gonna get a piece and they'll be a real threat to win the East. If the Sixers find the right Ben Simmons trade, they'll be a threat to win the East. If they if the Sixers run back the same team, they will not be a threat to win the East, as we know. After the playoffs this year, if they weren't going to get out of that bracket this year, they never will. That's that's done and over with. The only hope the Sixers have is to find uh, the right Ben Simmons trade, and then we can evaluate them. Because Embiid is that good, but the pieces around him are not good enough. Um, Atlanta's good, but not great. And then with the Nets, you can't count on on those players. Uh, you cannot count on those players staying healthy, and you can't count on dysfunction not seeping in there based on all the reports we're hearing. So, and and, and there's concerns about that supporting cast too. So you look at it, and it's like Milwaukee is going to be um, right back in this thing next year too. So this is not just a one-off for them. You know. Just, just sign a, a couple of bench players who don't suck. And then continue to ride Giannis, man. That, that's just this, this guy is unbelievable. He's the second best player in the league. He's potentially going to be number one in, in the next couple of years. And he is setting himself up to be, especially if he's able to, I mean, oh my gosh, if he's able to win... Like he is setting himself up to be on that short list of transcendent, you know, NBA players throughout history. And, you know, I'm sorry. That's the case whether you like his game or you don't like his game. Whether he can shoot or he can't shoot. Like, that's just the way it is. So, thank you for listening. And uh, please appreciate Giannis because I'm tired of hearing the slander and I'm not going to take it anymore. Um, thank you. And, uh, 
Thanks for listening to episode 30, and we'll catch you next time.